Vaughn, thank you for bringing us headlines. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Should Tinubu have 47 ministers? Should he have 47 ministers? This segment is all about our legislative chambers. On Eyes and Nays, we talk about the laws being debated at the state and national assemblies. We will also look at how these chambers are performing their oversight duties on the executive. Of course, everybody knows by now that Mr. President has submitted a second list of 19 ministerial nominees to the Senate for confirmation. And those uh, those uh, people on that list, you add it to the first 28, you have 47 nominees. Today's legislative hard fact is that 47 is the largest number of ministerial nominees a president has set, sent to the Senate in the Fourth Republic. 47 is the largest number of ministerial nominees that a president has sent to the Senate in the Fourth Republic. I told you, uh, 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 I give you this number at the top of, uh, of the show today. And a lot of Nigerians are asking if this makes sense. Does this make sense at a time when the administration is complaining about revenue, about expenditure. Huh? I don't know. You tell me, Lagos. The confirmation process continues. Um, we will be here every step of the way to cover it for you. Uh, so next week, Thursday, we're going to look at, take a look at um, what has happened all week because we expect the confirmation process. Perhaps it will even end tomorrow, Seth. Who knows? But I've got uh, Tamida Tawasidik uh, here uh, with me as usual. He'll, uh, we'll talk about the list with him. We'll talk about how confirmation works. We'll talk about everything else related to this. Uh, he's the senior program executive at Order Paper. Tamida, thank you so much for joining us on today. Show. Tell me, Dayo, can you hear Thank me? you, Sandra. Oh. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Lagos, of course, the numbers to call 0700-95... Uh, sorry, 993-993-993-0-1465-7190. we now have 47 nominees from the presidency. Constitution doesn't set a maximum number of ministers, so Tinubu has not broken any rule here. But um, what do you say to the people who are asking if this makes sense at a time when government should be cutting down the cost of governance? I think they are right to I think they are right to to ask. I think they are right to wonder if it's a, a right um, action uh, because the state of things in Nigeria at current does not support even the cabinet of 36, assuming that it were not a constitutional provision so um to take that so i i really feel like because of the method of emergence how he emerged um you look at the issues that surrounded this candidacy the muslim muslim tickets and um, question and the hard battle that the apc had to fight itself um talking about fighting as if I'm, I'm making reference to the cash um redesign petrol scarcity which were policies of an outgoing APC government at the time, it was clear that this president was going to have uh, more than 36 ministers. ministers. Uh, so <laughs> I like how Tevino says it was clear. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're looking at 42 because names will begin to pop up. And those names, uh, for us who are 
political analyst, Nigerian politics is largely very easy to understand because of patterns. Patterns are very common. And then you saw that every time the president went, president elect us at that time, and even when he became president, while he was here to submit his ministerial nominees, you see anywhere he goes, at the at the uh, at the bottom, uh, just down there, when he's coming down from the plane, you are seeing uh, some prominent faces from our governors. They are always waiting to welcome him. I don't know whether they leave their states um, to come and welcome him. That's a different conversation for another day. But it was clear that names like Bagudu, names like Badaru, names like Ganduje, names like um, I mean, these people, it was clear that they were going to hold key positions. And of course, people like Erufai, you know, the president had begged him uh, publicly that he wasn't going anywhere. And so what does that leave us with? It leaves us with the fact that this president, to a large extent, has broken his, um, his promise in some way that um, Nigerians are not going to regret making sacrifice, which he has been he has been pleading with Nigerians to make sacrifice. Um, because I can read um, what the president said um, on in his Democracy Day speech, and he says, "I admit that the decision we we impose extra burden on the masses of our people. I feel your pain. This is one decision we must bear to save our country from going under and take our resources away from the stranglehold." of a few unpatriotic elements. And he goes further to say, painfully, I have asked you, my compatriots, to sacrifice a little more for the survival of our country. For your trust and belief in us, I assure you that your sacrifice shall not be in vain. It goes on and on, but the part I want to highlight, it says the democracy MK Abiola died for is one that promotes the welfare of the people over the personal interests of the ruling class and one where the government can find personal fulfillment and happiness. That is the hope MQ Abiola ignited throughout our country in 93. So for me, I think that the president did not live up to this promise because the words there, if we are to interpret them for what they mean, that the government will be one that considers the welfare of the people, then you probably will look at the fact that you cannot have a cabinet of 70 people a lot of people are looking at only 47, Sandra. Hmm. But if all of them are confirmed, that will be 47 ministers. Mm -hmm. You are going to include the vice president. You are going to include the secretary to the government of the federation. Mm -hmm. You are going to include the chief of staff. You are going to include the head of service. And you are going to include the deputy chief of staff. These people are going to sit in the cabinet with the president. So you add that number to 47, you're already coming to 50-something. Mm. i also like to remind you that the president got approval from the Senate to appoint 20 special advisors. You add that to 47, you know what it gives you. And then you remove, uh, you also add the fact that the president appointed about 20 SSAs. I know they are not all going to sit in cabinet, but some of them will uh, more SSAs. So what... At least the president's personal photographer, who is, um, I think, his special assistant on visual communication, that's the personal photographer's portfolio, is going to be in um, in the cabinet. He's not going to speak, but he's going to take pictures, right? Mm. So when you sum everything up, that's about um, over 60, over 60 persons taking decisions. Now, why you and I are wondering, how long will it take for people? Is it that you are going to have a cabinet where in a month, 
some people might not speak because the meeting is supposed to be once weekly. I want to believe that they will not be at the Assault Villa every day. So the second part of it is that they are going to have AIDS. Every of these uh, minister will be entitled to drivers. They'll be entitled to police um, escorts. Um, they'll be entitled to vehicles. Just think about it. You have already increased the cost of crime. Now, so when the president said we, we, we um, saved one trillion naira from cutting down forest subsidy, I'm really itching, and I, I hope that um, Mr. Ajuri and Gelale, the president's spokesman, is listening to this program. I'm really itching to hear him say what it will cost um, the government for us to maintain this large cabinet. Mm. Whether it's the largest in history, I'm not sure it's a problem for us. What the problem is, is that at the time Obasanjo appointed 40-something people to his cabinet, 42. at the time he did that, at the time that um, Jonathan also did, um, Jonathan didn't have 40, he had 30 something, 30 um, range of. And then at the time, Buari even did 40 something. 42. I'm not sure when this, I'm not sure when this economic mess. So, uh, Mr. President, I think that is something that you really, really dropped the ball. <laughs> Timothy says, Mr. President, you dropped the ball. Okay, speaking of balls, here's one for you to pick up Lagos from Lasho. Yes, Lagos, you can now win yourself up to 150,000 naira here on Nigeria Info. So all you have to do is dial the code star 347 star 880 hash. Star 347 star 880 star 3 hash. That's all you have to do. Literally, with 200 naira, you can join the winning team today. So a lot of people have been winning, and all they are simply doing is dialing this code with 200 naira and following the prompt. And if you don't know what the prompt looks like, all you have to do is, after dialing the code, specify your number of entries. Remember that you can play more than once, okay? Choose your bank, choose one to continue, and then you receive an SMS with instructions to make payments. Once you've, consi- once you've completed your transactions make sure you do not forget about it and just throw your phone somewhere because people they would be calling you okay so listen to the live draw on whatsapp lagos from 11 15 to 11 25 a.m from 8 15 to 8 25 p.m on game on and on chat station from 10 15 to 10 25 p.m every weekday remember that once the system picks your number you might have won the cash prize of the day so start dialing star 347 star 880 star 3 hash with just 200 naira and you might be lucky make sure you follow the prompt and don't forget you can play as many times as you like so tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a neighbor literally share this good news because you can't keep it to yourself okay and as you're playing play responsibly Tamidaya, we're also hearing murmurs about the composition of this list of 47. So for the last two months, many Nigerians were unhappy about how long Tinubu was taking to nominate ministers. But his spokespeople and his allies, they were saying he was taking his time to assemble a dream team of experts. And we've seen the list. Lots of ex-governors, lots of ex-National Assembly members career politicians a couple of technocrats here and there and a lot of nigerians are asking okay is that it is this what took 66 days to produce couldn't he have given us you know it's like uh, Temida, you were saying the other day when when you were on the show couldn't he have 
giving us these same names from the first week. What do you say to that? Well, um, one thing I want to say is that it's difficult to have a president in Nigeria, given the nature of our politics, that you will not have former governors, for example, former lawmakers, future on the list, mm. but it should be based on merit. Um, so there's the argument which, or the argument that has popped up, which is how do you compensate your loyalists? I mean, politics is about who gets what, uh, how and when. So I, I uh, this week, um, I think also last week, I had time to go through the cabinet um, list of from Obasanjo down to Tindubu now. And one thing was common, the politicians on the list. But the challenge is that what that this is the first time we are having a constitutional window and it took this long is for me I mean, it's needless waste of time because um the markets the investors as we have said your choice of cabinet how long it takes all of these things reflect in how your government is perceived and then the second aspect to it is that um there are some shining examples in on the list there are some persons for example who uh, a lot of us did not really expect much from them. I mean, they are, they are unknown um, names. And then during the screen, we saw what they had to present. And an example we'll give is the uh, Doris Uzo, Uzoha um, lady from Imo State Finance, a medical doctor who veered into finance. You heard her speak, um, very inspiring. And then one thing you would then wonder, um, you have that person on the list, you have Wale Edun on the list, you have um, about four other persons who have finance experience. We don't have more than one finance ministry. The closest that comes to that is budget and national planning. Are you going to be using them to experiment in other areas which you don't have time? Nigeria is bleeding currently. And then the list is full of a lot of people with um, medical... Uh, you have about at least nine persons with medical um, background, background in medicine or public health. We have only one Ministry of Health. The highest you have is public health. So are you going to perhaps have Minister for uh, Primary Health, Minister for Secondary Health and Tertiary Health? Again, that will be duplicity of offices. You are increasing the cost of governance. But um, the president is known largely, um, especially from the world, if we take the words of his supporters, to have this knack for choosing the best brains. I don't think that that reflected in this um, composition of cabinet because it's more like a um, get-together party in, on one hand uh, where you are bringing all together, everybody who has helped you to appreciate them because that's the way get-together is. It's not a party for all. <laughs> and then on the other hand, it has bright minds. We, mm. Of course, we can see bright minds like um, Daily Alaki, um, sound um, information, a PRO uh, journalist, and then you also have um, the Blueprint Publisher. You have Wale Edu have mentioned. Even Dr. Beta Edu, we've talked about her a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, whatever position she's given in any of the three we've analyzed on this show, uh, it, will, it will be a great one. Then we have seen people from the tech industry, uh, Dr. Bosun Tijani, for example. These are bright minds. But the American cabinet is made up of 15 sectaries. And they have over 400 million people, Sandra. Mm -hmm. Why do we need 47 
of this person, even if they are the brightest of minds. Now, there's been some direct backlash about some of the nominees. It's interesting that you are talking about the different nominees, the ones who, who you think you know may work out and the ones who you're wondering, okay, why is this person there? Um, the rest of Nigeria have focused uh, on uh, uh, Heineken Lokpobori, for instance. Um, apart from being an ex-legislator, he's also an ex-minister of states for agriculture, Henneken Lupobari. Uh, Tracker NG, uh, a civil society group, investigated some of the projects under his watch as ex-minister of state for agriculture. So, for example, he awarded a multi-million Naira poultry project in his home state in Bayelsa. Uh, but Tracker went there to go and investigate and found just a few shacks. If you are on Twitter, go to Tracker NG's Twitter handle and um, you see the shacks that I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, there were chickens, uh, but um, there really wasn't anything to justify the millions that were spent there I'm, I'm bringing this up because in a credible screening process these are the types of things that come up you know but based on what we've seen so far from the senate uh temidayo isn't it safe to say that the senate will not scrutinize these types of past scandals from returning ministers i mean i'm also thinking about el rafai and the petition against el rafai and the way that um the senate president stepped it down uh, um before it was even heard fully so isn't it safe to say that uh, we're not going to have uh, proper scrutiny here you know we're, we're just going to have essential you know just bow and go well, um, before we, we uh, talk about I want to state again, restate and restate again that we didn't need 47 ministers. We didn't even need 40. If we are being honest, we don't need 40 ministers, given the times that we are. And then to answer your question about um, are we not going to see what well, there's going to be absence of rigor, mm. um, your guess is as good as mine. The second day, we saw um, better questions. We saw they they took they took the feedback from Nigerians. I want to believe on the from the first day, mm. but you saw a case where we were at some point. I'm sure those of us who watched were confused as to whether the president of the Senate is the National Assembly um, aide to the to the president mm. or is the president of the Senate because you could see him argue. Um, in favor of these uh, nominees. And I, I felt like no matter what, there is a majority caucus there, just like you saw how the majority leader tried to shut down the question on Dele Alaki reciting the national anthem. Mm. Of course, that's what the majority party will do. You want to shield yours. But having um, Dr. Apabio personally step into the arena, I didn't think that that was necessary. And so if you look at it from that point, um, it's almost clear that you are likely going to have a um, just answer if you can. If you can't, just move on. Um, but the senators are arguing, we must also listen to their own argument, mm. that um, there's what's called the executive session, and that in the executive session, which is a closed-door session, the public does not get to hear what goes on there, and that you'll be surprised that it's the same people that they get to argue these things out, and that's where some of these documents will be brought. But for um, a country where, according to the Open Parliament Index of 2022, Nigeria, among countries in West Africa that were ranked, ranks fourth 
in terms of openness, in terms of transparency and accountability. So why save the part that will cost Nigerians to say, these are the people we elected? Why save that part for your closed-door meeting? So it's something that I think that the senators need to have a rethink. I don't think it's a lost case. They can still use the opportunity of this 19 to prove that they actually are there for the people's interest. Hmm. Now, uh, how long do you think it's going to take them to screen the final 19? I don't think it will take more than two days, which is perhaps Friday and Monday, because, hmm. um, and you need to also look at the composition of the list, Sandra. You already have, um, I think you have four four uh, former governors, okay, three former governors and one former deputy governor there, Belo Matawale, Along Bahudu, that's for former governors. It's actually more. You have um, Gidam. Uh, there, there are a number of them, and you know the precedents they've set. And I'm really, really baffled that that thing kept coming up. Like, oh, we've set a precedent. Precedents are called precedents for for a reason, which means that uh, you can decide to take a departure from them. So if we look at that, you just know that five per- five of these governors, if they appear on on Friday, they would have been done with them. And then you look at um, legislators, former legislators on this list are about um, nine. Mm. So um, think of the uh, think of the take a bow. So nine plus uh, five, Sandra. So we're probably uh, going to be done in one day, even instead of even two. Two days at, at, at most. Maximum two days we're done here. All right, Lagos, if you just tuned in, how are you? Do you think that the president should have 47 ministers? My guest says that that's too much at a time where you are being made to sacrifice. Uh, the government itself cannot be ballooning its own expense, expanding its own expense. What say you, Lagos? 700 0-1-4-6-5-7-1-9-0. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. We're streaming live on Facebook. Nigeria Info 99.3. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. Welcome back. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and this is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Should Tinubu have 47 ministers? On eyes and nays, we take a look at what's happening with our legislative chambers. This particular segment on Hard Facts focuses on the legislative arm of government. And we talk about the laws they're debating. We talk about their activities. We uh, talk about how they're performing their oversight duties on the executive. I will remind you that Lagos State Governor has still not uh, nominated um, his own commissioners. We still don't have commissioners here in Lagos, which is probably why the Lagos State Government sent the wife of the governor instead of perhaps a commissioner for health or perhaps the governor himself to the scene of the accident with the elevators at the General Hospital in Lagos Island. So he has he's currently in breach. Uh, let's even talk about that for a bit. Uh, you have governors who are currently in breach of the 60-day rule what's going to happen there can you hear me sandra now i can yes okay i'm not quite sure of uh, what the what the case is now with most of the states i know that a lot of them did the last minute uh submission and um, even for the for the um, Lagos State government, it, it would seem like I saw a notice um, about six days ago that they, 
the governor has submitted the list, even though we don't know the names, it has not been made public. Um, they just said, uh, but I saw that the governor has submitted the list. But um, regardless of whether it's Lagos, whether it's Abia, or wherever it may be, uh, one thing is clear um, a constitutional breach is something that is not funny um, because it does connote, excuse me, it does connote the fact that. Um, the concern you swore to protect um as a governor you um are in breach of it and so like we have said before on the program for constitutional breach it's usually um that's supposed to constitute an impeachable offense um by the state house of assembly but um i, I want to stress again that it is difficult to know um how these things operate for example like what i read to you that i, I saw from the punch newspaper that the governor the legal state um, governor um, chief press secretary said the governor has submitted the list sandra you don't you're not seeing the list i'm not seeing the list so if the governor well i am i am seeing a list right now on premium times with uh, 39 commissioner nominees so I'm seeing a okay. list right now. So I had to do a quick Google search. I'm seeing a list right now on Premium Times uh, that was published on the 28th of July, uh, 2023. It's got uh, 39 commissioner nominees on there. So you have uh, Mr. Folabi Ayontayo. You've got uh, Mr. Jamiu Ali Balogun. You've got Mr. Rutimi Ogunyi. You've got uh, Mr. Gwenga Oyerinde, you've got Mr. Lawal Pido, S-A-N. You've got uh, Mr. Mobolaji Ogunlede in there. So a bunch of people, 39 uh, of them in total, um, according to the Premium Times, Premium Times reporting that uh, the governor uh, named 39 of these people, uh, reappointed Benga Omotosho as, uh, you know, former Commissioner for Information here in Lagos. Uh, also, Sami Gubi, Economic Plan, and budgets, also Akia Bayomi uh, for health. So again, uh, um, I, I'm not sure if the National Assembly, if this State Assembly has sat to screen these people or confirmed these people. So from six days ago, we know that a, a list uh, was submitted, but we don't know if... Um, uh, these people um, have been screened or confirmed yet. I'm going to have to look it up. I, I'm not sure, so please don't quote me. Okay. All right, so back to what you were saying, Tevidayo. So um, I was talking about the fact that um, we, have, we don't have a track yet um, completely of all of the states that have submitted, but I want to believe, like I was saying, that most of the states um, have submitted, uh, apart from Lagos, which is clear um, that, there's a number you give 39 apart from lagos which um we talked about that the list has been submitted i'm saying that for states where the house of assembly has not initiated the screening process mm. i'm saying it's difficult for us to tell where whether the um, nominees have actually got into the state assembly or not because um just think about an arrangement where um you are the speaker i'm the governor or, or, or vice versa and then um i tell I ju you just announced that we've received the list even when the list has not come why giving you time to do that mm. so where the names have not been mentioned as i as i see in some states that they just mentioned that the governor has made a communication to them mm. then it's still not transparent enough and that's part of the things that we need to see in our legislature um transparency to the to the bits 
so um that's the um extra point i want to make on that okay uh lagos let's keep talking zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero unfortunately we never have enough time on eyes and knees we're about to go off on another break <laughs> but i need to take your thoughts very quickly it's 99.3 hello 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 thanks for calling yeah and sandra mm? good evening good evening Abe, um, for for Buja, he still he still remain one person. Oh. Who be that? May she give chance for Kele Deru. For who? May she give give one chance for Kele Deru. Who's Kele Deru? Governor of my own state. Oh, Akele Dolu. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. He still remains remain one chance. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good evening. What's your name? All right, doesn't look like that person is ready. On uh, WhatsApp, Lanray in Sudaleri says, the large number of cabinet ministers, 47, is too much. The economy is in shambles and it's an increase on cost of governance and it's inviting anarchy. I hope the president will have a rethink. We've got Hussein in Sudaleri who says, I have a reservation on the number of former governors on the list of ministerial nominees, except for Wike and El Rufai. What has been the performances of the others that warranted an appointment? Indeed, the governors are very powerful. For the Labour Union to have suspended their protest, it uh, should ensure that the president activates the social intervention swiftly to save more Nigerians from untold hardship. George Nejibo says, Tinubu have broken the record by having the highest number of ministers by 47. When Nigerians are yelling to cut down cost of governance, he has also recycled all politicians. Uh, Tinubu Piti also before we die. This one here is is from Mojid in Ajah. Mojid says, first, we are complaining of Muslim Muslim ticket. Now, 47 ministerial nominees. Wow. I think President Tinubu just wants to break Guinness World Records. All right. Thank you very much for your message, George. Uh, we've got one minute. One minute. So I, I, I can give one person one minute to share their thoughts. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? Good, good evening, ma'am. Good evening. What's your name? My, my name is Imam. Imam, turn Hello. your radio off. Then go ahead. Hello? Hello? Yes, Hello, turn My name is Imam. Imam, welcome. Talk to me. Yes, I'm calling from Fadi. Talk to me, Imam. Go ahead. You've got one minute. Okay, the mentality of uh, Tinumbu is too much. Eh? With this economy, this is supposed to be so. Eh? Before we have 36 states. And why should we increase it to 47? With the way our economy is. Eh? Should it be like that? Eh? You need to think, you need to, you need to reduce it to a man. That's what I want to say. All right. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back from this break, we will say goodbye. In fact, actually, let me just say goodbye to him right now because actually there's no time to come back and say goodbye. Tamidaya, I'll see you next week, Thursday. Thank you so much for your time on the show today. Thank you, Sandra. Hmm. Um, thank you, Lagos. All right, goodbye. Uh, we'll take that break now when we come back. Uh, let's uh, speak with our friends who have great information to share with you after the news at 6 from 6.15.